0: Is Tammy Moniz with Faith Surf School and Moniz Family Surf, and I am your host for Surfers in Residence at the beautiful Outrigger Waikiki Resort. Today, I have a special gem in our beautiful treasure box of surfers we have. His name is Dwayne DeSoto. I'm so glad to have you. Dwayne!
1: Thank you, Auntie Tammy. Yeah. I'm excited to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, well, Dwayne is a special guy. He's been has a story and multiple stories of being raised in Makaha, a beautiful place and a community of his own. And um, he's also the 2010 Men's Longboard World Champion. Hello. And the 2015 Dukahanumoku Waterman,
1: hall of fame inductee
0: hall of of fame inductee excuse me okay i i didn't know that one so now today we're gonna let everybody know okay and also a father of eight beautiful children two of which we have here and you're also the founder of nakama kai not only you of course but you and your family are founders of nakama kai and the the last thing is um he is portrayed uh, Dukan and Moku in this new film that's coming out that we're super excited. I got to see it and so excited, so blessed. So welcome, Wayne. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So first of all, we want to just like tell a story, not just because we can find out information about you by Googling, and but we want to find out a little bit more about you. So like, what is it like living, you know, growing up in Makaha and growing up on the beach with the community?
1: You know it's funny because Makaha has so many different meanings to so many different people here in Hawaii you know being the west side and et cetera et cetera um you know even for me as a kid Makaha meant something different than it did than it does to me now as an adult uh it, it it was such a beautiful place but it was also you know rough when i was a kid you know rough in so many ways and uh but we had amazing people and the resources of people was something that really didn't dawn on me until I was an adult. You know, as I looked back and recognized that I was surrounded by so many incredible water people and so many incredible people in general that came out of Makaha, it it was, uh, you know, kind of like knocking on the door of I have responsibilities that are bigger than I ever realized and and that and that you know that responsibility shaped itself over time you know like what it meant it shaped itself over time where there was having children getting married you know like that evolution into adulthood and um just just realizing like one of the key things was that even though maybe we didn't have a lot of money when I grew up in Macau, we we're fairly, you know on the lower scale of finances, we definitely were blessed with so much other than money, and that those blessings could be a part of uh, sort of relooking at the world and, and appreciating things in a different way.
0: Well, today you have um, a a big family of your own, you know, and you have eight children. Um, I I just want you to share their names and their ages yeah, with everyone.
1: Yeah, well, I got to start off with the matriarch, my wife, Malia, who has blessed me with my beautiful eight children, and uh, it starts off with my daughter, Makamai, she's 24, and then my son, Micah, he is 23, he's now giving me a grandson who turns... Uh, one in November so grandpa uh, And then it goes down to Keanu Inui. She's gonna turn 18 soon in October. She's in college in New York um, Then we have Puamakamai, my 16 year old who I get to tag along with her surfing adventures and Then Kalano Vale. He's my 13 year old chasing his sister's surfing tail <laughs> wants to be in the spotlight over there too. And then I have my 11-year-old, Hokuvelo, Velo, uh, who's also loving the ocean. It's so great. I, I love my babies being in the water. And then we have my daughter, Honua. She's eight years old. And then it goes down to my two-year-old, Wailana. So full range, you know, three boys, five girls, and a grandson. So good.
0: And don't ask me to remember their names. I really <laughs> can't. <laughs> Good thing that they have short abbreviations of names, you know. But um, yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful children love to. Yeah.
1: I, I never thought I'd be the one who'd have to, who'd have to go through a few of their names before I get the right one. But <laughs> apparently, I am. Yes. Every now and then.
0: How is it like when you have to give their birth dates? When someone goes, "Oh, you, you know, what is her birthday?" and you're like, "Birthday,
1: right?" The day of the year. I got it. The year. I'm always doing the reverse math. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part, remembering the year.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Gosh, it's going to be a test of time. Um, what is one of your like most treasured family moments that you can remember?
1: Um, I tell you, it's pretty simple. Um, the most treasured family time that we have every year um, is when our family comes together at the Buffalo's Big Board Contest at Makaha. It's almost like a natural setting as a reunion for all of us. We all know we want to be down there. Um, it just it's just great to you know surf with my dad, my uncle Bruce, my uncle Ronald, my cousins, you know, when Grandma and Papa were alive. they were definitely at the beach for the buffs and and that really represented the the time for us to um, you know be very competitive too. Mm-hmm. Our family is very competitive and they love it. So it's like a very positive, competitive platform for us. And we're all sitting there just cheering each other on. And, you know, sometimes heckling or cheering on the other families because they're all lined up down the beach at Makaha. So it is beautiful. It's kind of like that representation of that community we live in, that family.
0: It's beautiful. What, what is one thing you feel like you're intentionally passing down or wanting to pass down to your children as they're growing up?
1: Um, one of the things that really sticks with me is especially growing up at Makaha, is um, legacy and kuleana, you know? We we're really blessed to have had um, people like Uncle Buff and, and, the, and the different uncles who, you know, as they were just surfing and living in the ocean, they they were inevitably, though, handing down the traditions to, you know, like my dad, them, and then my generation, and it's happening again, generations after that. I just, you know, if you look at it, it's just amazing. Because especially, like, we're gonna go into this later with Duke's legacy, you know? Um, that impact that, that you know, if you really think about it, Duke got that from somewhere, right? And that's the beautiful part, is that he didn't invent it, but he was definitely perpetuating it, living it, just through action and, and daily daily and you know surfing, just being a surfer, being a water person. And and then it just has the ripples that continue to flow through all the generations later. Um, It's profound when you think about it, to have a sport that comes from our kupuna and all of a sudden, that, that, that enjoyment and that athleticism has really rippled throughout the entire world. And we are a part, you know, like I have the beautiful opportunity to share it with my eight children. They're going to, you know, we're sharing it with my grandson. That's, that's amazing.
0: So something that you had just said was it's um, your legacy in Kuleana. Um, could you explain to us like what does Kuliana mean?
1: So, you know, of course I'll give you my interpretation of Kuleana. Um, for me, Kuliana is the privilege to carry on responsibilities that have presented themselves and also been handed down to me. You know, so like some Kuleana have come from within my family, Um, Others have come from being in an amazing relationship with my wife. And then other kuleana has presented itself over time through just experiences. And, um, you know, I've always uh, believed that once you know something, then you have a different responsibility towards it. And that's... uh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to be a part of an evolving world that we're in. We need to be open-minded in a way that says, okay, maybe I didn't know or understand something before, but now that I do, how am I going to embrace this? How am I going to, um, for instance, like our environment, you know? For some people who aren't completely connected to the environment, as a surfer might be, they'll have a different perspective of that responsibility um and then i realized even as a surfer my perspective of that kuleana towards the environment was also shaped in a certain way where i still had more to learn you know and being open to it and understanding the you know the the vast amount of ways that we as human beings should be better Mm -hmm. you know and our kupuna all taught us that our kupuna lived in that balance so Mm -hmm you know, the sustainability and all of the word phrasing and hashtagging now is only going back to traditions that were normal for most indigenous peoples. and But now it's, um, you know, catchy or maybe it's even important to some people that um, that they're going to be emphasizing it and trying to change. But, um, you know, kuleana definitely is something that, I think also means that there's phases of it you know it doesn't mean being a hundred percent about everything if you need to learn about it and become engaged take your time you know like it's not about being 100 percent on one side or the other there's not about being extreme it's about learning stuff and then embracing them and then adding them to your plate adding them to your wealth of knowledge
0: wow thank you so much that's that's really um, a lot, thank you. I, I love that it's, when I, when I hear kuleana, and I'm learning that word, you know, as when you guys came up with that song. <laughs> it's <your> kuleana. <laughs> there's a kuleana. There's a song that's out, and I would highly recommend you guys listen to that from Kimi A, right? Not yeah. the kids. Um, but, you know, I, I watch it and I, and I think, okay, it's your responsibility, but I just love the way that you said, it's the honor, right? Is that what you said? And the, uh, privilege. and the privilege. of having that responsibility. That's, that's really beautiful. I, I, got, I brought tears to my eyes because, you know, it's a different level of taking on life and responsibility. It's not just a chore and it's not meant to be a chore. I love that. Right. It's not so beautiful. It's not forced, yeah. <laughs> it's not forced, yeah. That's beautiful, thank you. Hmm. So along with all these beautiful, deep things you've also um, you're also a world champion, you know? And what's amazing is that you won in your own home, right? Yeah. So tell That's us what that, that was like. That was just amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a funny story because literally, I mean, perseverance is the key word. It gives me chicken skin because, I mean, I won in 2010. I'd been doing the world title event since uh, 1993. So it took me... You know what what is that 17 years or 18 attempts to do it and um, you know it it was ironic too to win the world title was always a goal but eventually it was like I don't know you know I'm getting older is it really gonna happen so okay so I'm moving on in my life wife children start a non-profit things that became more meaningful to me. And it was neat because in 2008, I started Nakamakai, in 2010, I won the world title. And, it, and my wife and I have spoke about this almost as if I wasn't defined by trying to win the world title anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I won so many events here in Hawaii and, and various traveling that people thought I had multiple world titles already. So it's kind of like, no, I didn't get one yet. <laughs> But it was super neat to um, to like get to that point where like especially like Nakamakai, that extension of all of that time in the ocean, that extension of me being from Makaha, all coming out into this community engagement which made me actually feel like I'm a human being who gives and does things that are satisfying on a not selfish level, you know? And then, bam, I had come into this place where I was in the right physicality, mentality, and won the world title. And, oh, my God, it was at home. Yes. It was in front of my family, yes. in front of my friends. And let me tell you, Anton Del Perro, who got second, you know, the guy serves amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was him and Rusty in the semi and me and Banga in the semi. So I wasn't you know, by any means feeling like that final was a lock, you know, and I did not want my French buddy to beat me at home. That's not good. That's not happening, buddy, you know, so it's like stay focused, and it was just, it was great to um, to just have the rap right there, you know, having a party on the beach with my friends and family afterwards. It wouldn't have been the same somewhere else in the world. Then. And, I, and, 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 you know, I have these vivid memories when I was in my final heat and prior to my final heat of sitting in the water and super zoned out on, like, clouds and mountains and everything in, around, in and around me and just seeing all the ho'ailonas, you know, the messaging coming. And it was, like, oh, super chicken skin before the heat even started. Wow. And, um... And then just, you know, just holomwa following through. (laughs) Yeah, it was beautiful.
0: I hope we could see that. I haven't, I don't know if I've watched that in the last 10 years, right? 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Wow, beautiful. (laughs) But those memories stay really strong inside of your core, you know? So we talk a lot about um, Nakamakai. I mean, that's been talked about throughout from the beginning. And you know, some of you might be wondering, what is Nakamakai? And would you briefly like share what Nakamakai is?
1: Sure. Nakamakai is um, a nonprofit that uh, that I was able to found in 2008, which was with the help of like my wife, uh, her friend Mary, and then of course all of my family. And all rooted in basically, for me, bottom line, is it's a it's a mini-cosm of makaha and and sharing it and providing access to everybody else to have that sort of interaction with mentors, ocean, and then having kuleana to ocean, community, and self. So, um, I mean, simply put, we, we teach kids Well, not teach even, more it's we empower youth by putting them in the ocean. So if that experience is fun, if that experience is gentle, then they create a bond. And then through that bond, all the educational parts fall into place. You know, the relationship with the ocean creates the commitment to the environment. Um, Within that, you're going to learn the safety sides to everything uh, and then also, you know, when you're there being mentored by all those volunteers, the amazing people that really make up the Kamakai, then you have this different sense of community. And you realize that it's coming from people who are just giving their time and their love and their passion for the ocean. So it's it's really, you know, at the end of the day, you know, one of my biggest inspirations was anti-rel in particular. And it what it is, is it, the kūliana is that opportunity. It's an opportunity to give perspective. So like that perspective's coming from where we're from. That perspective is then coming from the legacies of our kupuna. So it's, as for me, as real as it can be as far as getting a true cultural connect to ocean and in a way that is meaningful in a long term in the legacy side of it.
0: Wow, okay. I. I... That's so good. Like, I'm going to have to rewatch this so I can learn. I mean, it's like you're so eloquent as well in communicating, Dwayne. Um, thank you. I feel like we've learned so much of not just who you are, but it's like you're, you're passing down something inside of us, inside of me, and connecting things that I'm feeling like that I might do myself, but it, it never had words to explain the, the feelings that I have. So it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, the last thing before I leave you, um, I got to s- see the Waterman, the documentary on Duke, Uncle Duke Kanamoku, and it was so fascinating. It's like tear, it br- brings tears to my eyes. And you know, Dwayne got to portray Uncle Duke. How was that? And what was? Did you take something more than what you expected?
1: Well, first of all, it's daunting, so I really didn't feel comfortable. Um, you know, yeah, that's a big, a big shoes, pair of shoes to fill, figuratively and um, realistically. He has huge feet, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, I mean, I want to start off by saying that this documentary called Waterman. Is um, being directed by a Polynesian and has great perspectives, you know, and, and, and is, brings up amazing stories that haven't been told very often about Duke. Uh, Isaac did some great research behind um, some of the stories that didn't necessarily have um, what's, what I would say is a white counterpart, which most of the videos or photos of Duke that are famous always had a white counterpart at the time. Because we're talking about racial inequities, right? And um, Isaac did a great job of bringing up uh, stories that have been basically overlooked over time as well. And and the opportunity in this documentary to to give the community and the world a chance to see who Duke was and what he did at, at you know in the time of like 1915 in that era is. A testament that says things way beyond the surfing, way beyond the ocean, but even more so about, um, sometimes we use the word incorrectly or abuse it, but aloha. And Duke has such an amazing uh, personality and style to him that he was loved by every single person of every color that he met. Like he was embraced by everyone in a way that really shifted, I think, even how... Um, maybe those people in particular viewed colored people, you know, really was, I think, life-changing when they met Duke. And that comes out through the story that's being told in Waterman. And, and Isaac does a great job of of weaving that magic of, yes, Olympics. And then he spread surfing around the world. But it didn't stop there. It really extended into so many other amazing avenues of of humanity. So, um, I mean, I got blessed to be a part of it in the sense of reenacting the surfing footage and some of the swimming footage, footage that we couldn't find, basically. So that was super cool, you know, replicating uh, 1915, 1920. And um, it was just a privilege and an honor to be a part of it.
0: So on the film, you got to ride an old board, I mean, a replica of an old board that Pohaku Stone um, shaped. Tell me what that was like.
1: Ah, it's amazing. Uh, To ride uh, a board that would have basically been what Duke and all the Beach Boys would have been riding um, was, you know, the opportunity to, to... step outside of everything else we know about surfing you know for me Makaha I ride all the surfboards anyway I'm not just shortboard longboard you know but this is like another level and you know taking a hundred pound surfboard with no fin uh we got to go and surf perfect little Makaha as you'll see in the footage and and just I I I feel like this when I get on that board I feel like okay listen listen, the board is so big and heavy that you have to reprogram yourself to hear the board, to feel the board. Because you're not going to get on it and, and do this, you know. So you get on it and feel, okay, oh, oh, oh you like that. Oh, you, you know, going to, in my head as I'm on the way, like, oh, you oh, you don't like that. You kind of dip the nose and, and just have, like you create a relationship. It's kind of funny. I don't know if that sounds odd, but... No. But just flowing with it and letting the board tell me where I, what I need to do and where I need to put it in a wave. Yeah. Yeah. and go through that process.
0: That's really beautiful because when I watched it, I was watching you ride that thing going, oh gosh, that is scary, especially <laughs> in Makaha, the, in the in the end with the backwash, and I'm just like, ooh, there goes the nose. I, I, at times I was like, I don't think you made that one. <laughs> but we have a beautiful replica of one of those boards in the lobby of the Outrigger Waikiki here. So if you ever are down here to join us, come and check it out. Well, my name is Tabby Moniz. This is Dwayne DeSoto and we say Aloha to you. Thanks for joining us.